guardian angels and patron saints. Our readings today emphasize how different God, God's way of seeing the world is relative to our own. To me, when I hear, when I hear the scriptures speaking about God's greatness, his infinity, his majesty, as far as the heavens are above the earth, so high are my ways above your ways and my thoughts above your thoughts. I'm, I'm given a, a desire to, to be close to God. I don't know what, this, what it creates in you. Perhaps, perhaps it creates in you a, a frustration or a sense of futility. Well, what's the point then? What's the point of trying to get to know God's thoughts? We can't. He keeps telling us we can't. And I, and I did have that sense at one point in my life, but as I've gotten older, I've become more and more, I don't know, intrigued. Because the Christian life, in a sense, is the promise that by the gift of the Holy Spirit, we actually begin to have God's thoughts. We begin to see the world as God sees. That's what the gifts of the Holy Spirit do. As St. Paul says, Eye has not seen, ear has not heard, nor has it entered into the mind of anyone what God has prepared for those who love him. But, right, if it ended there, it would just mean we have no idea what's coming. But the Spirit has been poured out into our hearts. Now that may feel like a faraway reality for many of us, but everything about our Christian life is really meant to, to dispose us, to allow these gifts to come, come to the forefront in our hearts, in our minds, to think about things as God thinks about them, or to, to set aside our human ways of thinking and acting. Something as simple as the call to forgive, right? There, there it is, clear as day. My human ways of thinking are eye for an eye, tooth for a tooth, justice. But God says, human justice, no, I take, I take, vengeance is mine, says the Lord. Leave it to me. I will arrange things. You just focus on your own faithfulness. Right, so that's a, that's a huge change, a huge shift out of a human natural way of thinking into a divine supernatural way of thinking. I could give a hundred more examples, but the Christian life is full of them. This desire, this curiosity or intrigue that I, that I have comes to the fore in what St. Paul is saying in our second reading as well, because St. Paul clearly, clearly has a desire to see God. Given his preference of whether to continue living or to die and go see the face of God, Paul's choice is clear. I long to depart this life. I long to depart this life and be with Christ, for that is far better. I don't think St. Paul had any illusions about how difficult that would be. Right? What he's talking about is death. Separation from the people that we care about the most and who care about us. That's not, a, that's not an exciting thought. It's not one that I think most of us can share with St. Paul to say, I long to die. And note, St. Paul isn't saying, I wish all of my labors and, and, and suffering were over. He doesn't say that. He says, 
I have something waiting for me, someone waiting for me, that will surpass everything, every experience, every joy. I long to be with Christ, says St. Paul. Now, in my own case, this was a challenging thing for me. I realized as I, as I pondered the way, for instance, early Christians talked and thought about death, and the way even contemporary Christians think and talk about death, particularly when they're facing martyrdom, as many people in our age do. More, more Christians were martyred in the 20th century than all previous centuries combined. So this is very much a part of the Christian reality in our day and age. But I think many of us, and I include myself on this, had, have to be challenged to embrace a Christian way of seeing death, of approaching death. As a priest, I have the privilege of being invited into the, into the final hours and days of people who are preparing to die and to pray with them to give them their last sacraments. But I'm often sort of put off. Someone who would invite a priest to come pray with them, many times they seem uninterested in, in the sacraments that I'm able to provide them, the sacraments of reconciliation or the sacraments of Holy Communion. Most of them wish to be anointed. That's a, that's a common thing to see. But even then, oftentimes, Many of us come from a background, perhaps in the past, when that was meant to be saved for the very last moments of life. And so often I'm coming to visit someone who isn't even capable of, of making a confession, right? They're, they're, they're so close to death, it's the last few hours of their life, and I can't give them those sacraments. Of course, the church pours out whatever we are able in intercession and, and pardon in those scenarios. But the point is, I think... This is something that I think we can all be challenged to, to embrace and to begin to see our lives as something like a preparation for death. That's sometimes a morbid thought. We can receive it as a morbid thought, but it's actually a great instrument of holiness. It's a great instrument of, of growth in the spiritual life. St. Benedict said, a monk places death before his eyes daily. But we could say that equally of the Christian. A Christian is someone who places death before his or her life, before his or her eyes, daily. Remember you were dust. As a dust you shall return. There's something freeing about embracing and recognizing that. And there's something childish about pretending that that's not true or ignoring it. Imagine if you had a son or daughter, or perhaps a sibling if you're younger, and your family has to go on a journey. Say, one of your parents has taken a new job in a different city and you have to, you have to move. We're, we're moving. And this son or daughter or sibling doesn't want to move. I don't want to go on this journey. I don't want to go there. It's hard. I don't want to pack up all my things. I don't want to leave my friends behind. I don't want to leave my life. I like our house. right? And if that son or daughter or sibling of yours just kind of hoped that well, if I don't think about it, the journey will be over and I'll be there. Without any preparation or any effort or any cooperation, right, we'd say you're being very childish. We have to go. Please pack your things. <laughs> right? It's just, a, it's just the reality. And 
if you refuse that reality, you won't actually have what you need in order to get to your destination. A mature, upright, fully Christian way of seeing that analogy in light of our journey that we must all make, the journey from this life into the next, is a sense, well, let's, let's just face the facts and let's be ready. Let's have what we need for the way, for the journey. The Eucharist, when it's given to someone who's dying, is referred to with a very special word. The word is viaticum. Have you ever heard that word? Viaticum. It's Latin. It just means food for the journey. Something to take with you on the way. The Eucharist, God's mercy, the anointing, all of these things, we want to be ready with them. And so we ought not delay taking advantage of them until it's absolutely time to leave. But rather, prepare ourselves throughout life by taking advantage, practicing these things, receiving the Eucharist devoutly, going to confession on a regular basis to practice reviewing our life and asking God for mercy so that when that last opportunity comes, we won't feel, ah, I haven't done this for 30 years. I don't want to do it now. But instead say, at last, at last, I'm ready. St. Paul says, when I was a child, I thought like a child. I reasoned like a child. I acted like a child. When I became a man, I put aside childish ways. That's the challenge of these scriptures here today. That's the challenge of what he says. I long to depart this life and be with Christ. And that should mark our lives as Christians. We have a different way of looking at the end of our lives than the world does. Sometimes this can come out in, in strange ways. I was just the other day talking with some of our students. We're back in session here at, at Christ the King School, and we're finding creative ways to get the kids singing again. So right now, while the weather is beautiful, um, Dr. O'Neill is holding classes outside here on the footsteps or on the step of the church. And I happened to be passing through and dropped in as he was speaking about something similar to this with the children, talking about how we don't see God until we die. And so once we die, we actually have the chance to see God face to face instead of in this kind of dim reflection here, here below. And there was a little girl, oh, probably a fifth grader, standing, standing next to me, and she kind of shivered a little bit. She went, oh, I don't want to die. Perfectly natural, of course. And I said, are you really? Are you afraid to die? I can't wait. And I think I scared her a little bit. <laughs> she took a step back. She took a step back. and Yeah, that seems kind of strange, doesn't it? That's not, a, that's not a common sense thing that we, normally, that we normally think of death as being. But I had to face this at one point in my life and really say, do I believe in the promises of God? Do I believe that he has infinite joy in the paradise of heaven with him forever? If I believe that, then my attitude towards death has to change. 
That's a great challenge for us, but we have the grace of God who wants to assist us and prepare us in this way. My, one of my responsibility is, as your pastor, as a priest to the, to the church, is to help all of us, whether death perhaps seems near or far, far away, to nonetheless be prepared to make that journey when the Lord calls. For none of us knows. We don't know the day or the hour. Yet we can be prepared. He knows exactly what we need for the journey. He's given it to us. Let these gifts, these blessings, these preparations, this food for the way, this food for the journey, find a place within our hearts. As we go about living our lives, preparing to live forever. May this call resound in our hearts and our minds this holy day in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen.